Good evening. We're going to speak to, tonight about Mesilas uh, Yesharim, Path of, to the Just. I already made a few lectures in this series. If you're interested, you can go into my website and download it, divineinformation.com. Uh, this is basically uh, the ch chapter three and four, and if we have time, a little bit from chapter five. Chapter three and four more or less is the same. It's midat azirut, being cautious, being careful. Zirut is a very general word. What does it mean exactly when the Ramchal speaks about midat azirut? We have to go a little bit deeper and see what exactly he means. The Gemara in Masechet Eruvin, page Yud Gimel, Amud Bet, this this famous Gemara that the two and a half years, Bet Shammai, Bet Hillel, conclusion in this Gemara, Noach lo la adam shelo nivra. Be better off, more, more convenient, not better off, more convenient for the person not to be created. Now when he was created, Yefashfesh b'maasav, Translation, now when you're already in the situation, nobody asks you, Be'al kochechat anolad, be'al kochechat achai, be'al kochechat amed, be'al kochechat ha'atid liten din v'cheshbon. Everything is be'al kochechat except one thing, the b'chira, as we all know. But the point is like this. After two and a half years of arguments between Bet-Shamay and bet Hillel, they reach a final verdict, Noach, not Tov lo la'adam, like some darshanim, sometimes I hear, they use the word Tov lo shelo nivra, it's not correct. Noach lo shelo nivra, chas v'shalom to say Tov lo shelo nivra, it's a very big fira, to say Tov lo la'adam shelo haya nivra. Because everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is very good. To come and say Hashem created Adam, He created humankind, and it was bad, it's not good, it's the biggest kfira you can think of. But not intentionally, people use the wrong word. What you have to emphasize is on Noach lo, because it's very, very hard work to be in this life. Not like some people think it's a picnic. It's a very, very big avoda. And the Mesilla Gesharim perhaps is the best book to describe the Godela avoda. So the conclusion is Yemashmesh, Yefashfesh, Yemashmesh. What's Yefashfesh? Yefashfesh. It's like a person is looking for lice. In the old days, they used to have lice in their clothing. It used to be very primitive. So it's like looking and searching for lice to dig them out. That's called yefashfesh, which like yefale, yefashfesh means searching very carefully what to do, what not to do. Yefashfesh b'maasav, before everything he does. What does it mean, yemashmesh b'maasav? Something that has mamash in it. Yemashmesh is like feeling something. Once you already have it, don't go to sleep and think, I have it, it's mine. No. On the next time, you have to check, am I doing it 100% or they can be improved? Next time, maybe without uh, gaiva, without kavod, maybe more l'shem shamayim, maybe more besimcha. Every mitzvah has many, many different levels, depending on what you do around the mitzvah. It's not only the mitzvah. Shelo ye mitzvat anashim elumada. You won't be like a robot. 
סדיסס דה רמח"ל זה הפשפוש במעשים לחקור על הכלל המעשים ולהתבונן בו. To investigate, to dig. כוח העיון, when a person pay attention to the little details, that's basically the difference between a tzaddik, a real tzaddik, to someone who just look like a tzaddik. What's the difference? The difference is that the real tzaddik is paying attention to all the small details to make everything precise and exact the way Hashem wants it. And the other one is doing be'erech, like they say in Israel, hafif. Okay, it's, leave it, let it go, it's fine. Don't make a big deal. That's sometimes the difference. One chiloni came to a Haredi, and he told him, why you, the Haredim, are so makpid, everything like yekes, you check, one minute here, one minute there, it's like this, it's like that, you, you did it, you did not, what is this? He told him, give me your email, I'll send you an explanation. He gave him an email, and he called him up, no, you read my email? He said, I haven't got it. So what do you mean? I sent it to you an hour ago. Okay, let me send it again. Send it again. He said, no, you got it now? He said, no, I'm not getting it. You have a problem. He said, no, I don't have a problem. I send email all the time. So okay, send it again. After three, four times, he said to him, okay, let's repeat. Let me give me your email address again. So he gave him the email address. He said, oh, I forgot the dot. So the other guy said to him, oh, you don't know you need a dot? So the Haredi told him, what's the big deal? Such a long name, one little dot. It doesn't make any difference. Sometimes the dot is everything. With the dot, without the dot, you either get it or you don't get it. The difference between Ganeiden and Gehenom for a lady could be one centimeter if the shirt is all the way to the elbow or one centimeter below the elbow. That makes the whole difference. Tsanua, not Tsanua. But, okay. So the Ramchal continue. Amishmush hu achakira. אפילו במעשים הטובים עצמם. When you finally have מצוות, you're doing it, routine, every day. Not enough. I'm checking to see what I can do better. ולראות, יש בעניינם איזו פנייה אשר לא טובה. Maybe something here is not 100%. או יש חלק הרע שצריך להסירו ולבערו, like באור חמץ, the little crumbs in the corners, it makes a difference. The Ramchal brings now two kinds of darkness in the life of the human being. First of all, you know there are two kinds of people who live in the darkness. One person, person A, lives in the darkness, person B, lives in the darkness. So why we have to put them in two separate categories? If both of them in the darkness, we, just, we might as well call it one category. No. The difference is one person found out that he's in the darkness. The other one still is not aware of it. Now everybody thinking, I'm talking about Shomer Mitzvot, Haredi, Frum from Bert, or Frum, and a non-Frum. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's needless to say. For that, I wouldn't waste your time. I'm talking Frum and Frum. Frum who see that he's in the darkness, and Frum who does not see that he's in the darkness. What does it mean? Everyone thinks this form is 100%. The Yetzirah makes the person blind. The Ramchal speaks about it. Remember, in his times, there were not that many secular people. There were 250 years ago, but not that many like today. So, you know, the majority were people who connect to Hashem. So what he says, look what he says. 
יצאז להגדיז. חושך, חושך הלילה, שתי מיני טעויות אפשר לגרום לו לאדם. The darkness of the night, this was before electric, no electric. It's five, six o'clock in the evening, everything is darkness. You walk in the street, in the forest, very big danger. Not like today, 11, 12 o'clock at night, you can walk anywhere you want, basically. In those days, what's the whole concept of Hanukkah to light עד שתכלה הרגל מן השוק? Because half an hour later, you're risking your life if you're in the street. Who knows what? Robbers waiting, you walk with the money that you made in your business. Five o'clock in the evening, in Hanukkah time, everyone closed their boot right away and ran home. It's not safe to be on the market, in the street, when all the going walking around with horses and this, all the gangs. It's very dangerous. Everyone is going home now. Now it's time to light right away. Nobody stay. Maybe if Chazal would make Hanukkah candles today, he wouldn't have a time. Anytime you want in the evening. It's not enough Kamina. People close their business seven, they get home at nine. They can do it at nine. What's the problem? Since it was in the time, it was obvious. Five, five thirty, everyone is at home. That's the time. Zrizim, akdimim la mitzvot. Okay. So now it says like this. Choshech alayla, the darkness of the night, can cause two kinds of mistakes to the human being. או יכסה את העין עד שלא יראה מה לפניו כלל, או יטעה אותו עד שיראה עמוד כאילו הוא אדם. There's two kinds of darkness in life. One darkness, you're blind, you cannot see anything. You need someone to guide you. You walk, you hit a pole, can break your head. Nothing, you don't see anything. There is another kind of darkness that you see, but blurry. You don't really see clear. So if a person from far, it looks like a pole. Or a pole may look like a person. Or a donkey look like a horse. Or a sheep can look like a dog. Because this is a darkness, but not the same kind of darkness that you cannot see anything. Technically, which darkness is more dangerous for a person who walks in the darkness? Darkness that he cannot see anything, or darkness that he sees all kinds of things, but the opposite of what they are? Now you may ask him, what does it have to do with us? The answer is, now let's go to the spiritual side. This is just an example, a mashal, of what the Ramchal means. The Ramchal means there could be a person that just doesn't know anything. Doesn't know mutar, asur, allowed, not allowed, good, not good. Doesn't, just doesn't know anything. Complete amaretz. Burva amaretz. And there's a person who knows. But he has such a rotten ashkafa, or everything about him is 50-50, that thinks that is the biggest danger in life, he looks at them as mutar lechatchila. And things that are not so important, umoser nafsho alem, is willing to kill himself for it. I give one example, with no offense to anyone. You know, I mean, I'm nothing to tell anyone what to do, but I'm, I'm just giving an example. I heard it from Adam Gadol, so I allow myself to repeat it. Today we have, for instance, some people among our community that are very, very anti-Zionist. Very, very anti. Which means they spend a lot of their time to go and fight against any Zionist idea. Are they correct? The answer is yes. The Zionist communist movement are not exactly lovers of Hashem. Don't need to be a genius to understand that 99.9% of the things they did was against the Torah. Everybody knows it. Every from person knows it. But the question is, is this the Ikar in the life of the Jew in our day? 
That's the question. To give 90% of his time to Moser Nefesh for that, demonstration, burning tires on the street, throwing stones, all kinds of things like this? Or maybe he should first worry about his own personality, about his gaiva, about his horrible midot, about his anger, about his shalom bayit, about his irat shamayim, about the amala Torah that he has in his life, if he has any Torah. Maybe that's much more important. Not that the other one is not important. Almost everything we do is important to some extent. The question is, what's the priority? This is what he's talking about. When a person thinks that Ikar is Tafel and Tafel is Ikar, he destroyed the world. It's not a joke. Yes, he's busy with the mitzvah. But what mitzvah? Sometimes a person is on the way to yeshiva to call him. He has two hours chevruta at night. Routine. And a woman wants to give birth now in his building. She's pregnant, her husband is in, uh, out of town, who knows what. She needs someone to take her to a hospital. So she knocks on his door, Moishale, do me a favor, can you give me a ride to the hospital? I have to give birth. He's very excited, wow, I'm going to save life now. I help her, her husband is not home, what a chesed. So he runs, he takes her in the car, open the car for her, take the bag, whatever. He's busy four or five hours in the mitzvah. In the end, it's a boy or it's a girl. Two o'clock at night, he comes home, tired, he went to sleep. He made one very nice mitzvah and lost 120,000 mitzvot while doing that mitzvah. What a smart person is doing. He said to her, listen, no problem, I'm gonna send my wife with you. Either if she doesn't drive, yeah, you get a cab, I'll pay the cab. It's worth it for me to, come to pay the $50 cab and my wife will watch you or I'll get somebody else who's not learning right now to do it that I won't lose my learning. There's one person in Eretz Israel in Bnei Brak, he gives a shiur every night from 8 to 10. He said to his Talmidim, tomorrow I cannot come, please forgive me. But my daughter gets married, and that's why I cannot come tomorrow. I'm not inviting any one of you to the wedding. I want the shiur to take place. Please, no offense. I love you, that's why I'm not inviting you. I know if I invite you, you'll be embarrassed for me. You'll come to the wedding. I don't want you to come to the wedding. I don't want to be responsible for one million mitzvot going down the tube just because you come and dance with me 10 minutes in a chasuna. I don't want. No problem, you stay and learn. Okay, they say, we appreciate it, thank you very much. Sometimes being invited to a chasuna is a very big punishment, depending who you are. Some people, is a very big party for them. Wow, chasuna, baruch Hashem, an exciting moment. Some people, oi. Why I get this punishment? What can I do? I have no choice. Family, this. Someone who loves the Torah, he knows it's a punishment for him. It's not as a big reward. He didn't win the lottery here. You know, when two learns Torah and somebody is drowning in a lake and you're the one who saw it and your friend is sitting with the back to the lake and you close the Gemara and ran and got him out and you saved his life. Right? So you, you saved the life of a person. Very nice. You have to know that you got punished. You got punished, you didn't do anything great. Gadol Talmud Torah Yoter Matzalat Nefashot, it's reality, it's not beautiful words for drasha like some people think. You just had to close the Gemara for 30 minutes or 20 minutes, going to save a life of a person is very nice. Of course, better to save life than to watch uh, stupid uh, sport or whatever, who knows what. But now, closing the Gemara, oh, that's already something that you have to know, that you didn't get rewarded. The fact that you are the one who had to see it and not your friend, you have to check yourself again. And this is very deep things, I know, but that's reality. So what happened with our friend? 
The next day, they started the shiur. He said, you do chazara for everything we learn, in chevrutot. All of a sudden, five to eight, he shows up. So you say, your daughter getting married. Well, they got all nervous. He said, yeah, I saw the rabbi didn't arrive yet. So I calculated, if the rabbi did not arrive, he's going to come according to the phone calls at 8.15. And then by the time he sits with the chatan and the kala and the dude, the ktuba and all these things, it's going to be probably 9.15. I told them, listen, I'm five blocks away at the place in Bnei Brak. Let me go to my shiur. I'll do my shiur. When you're ready, call me. I'll run quickly. His daughter getting married, and he's worried about what's going to be in the shiur. That's a real Eved Hashem. Somebody like this knows what Ikar, what Tafel. Wedding of his daughter, does he have a choice? He has to be there. There's no choice. Other weddings, not always he has to be there. He wants to be there. There's a difference. Sometimes we want to do this, but we lose a lot. Sometimes we have no choice. The Allah say, you must do it. Satov, all kinds of calculations. So the Ramchal say, the biggest danger is that you have some of the information. I been dealing 17 years with Kiruv. And many times I get the same repeat questions from people all the time. And many times you see that all the questions that the people have, because they are not recognizing that we also have Torah Shebe'al Peh, they're only aware of the Torah Shebe'al part. All their questions is answered easily in Torah Shebe'al Peh, but since they don't have it, it looks to them that the Torah is not Mina Shamaim. So you see, the conclusion is that sometimes part of the information, having 60% of the information, could be more dangerous than having zero information. Not having any information, you recognize I'm nothing, I don't know anything. Better not make a beep, better not mislead people. Having 60% of the information, thinking you know, and you think that's, a, that's, what about, that's all I have to know, could be much more critical and much more dangerous passing it to others with missing pieces of information because the conclusion will be completely the opposite. So let me explain to you what the Ramchal means here. Many things in life that a person that doesn't have a real Das Torah, Das Torah is not some Rebbe that it takes you a month to reach him on the phone. That's not Das Torah. That's a, if you're lucky once in a while to get a good advice in the bracha, it's very good. That Torah means a Rav that is available to you all the time. Every hour, every two hours, when you need to ask a critical question, whether it's in business, whether it's raising children, in marriage, in all kinds, in health, in surgeries, and things like this, that you know you can come and knock on his door, and, you, and you're going to wait 10, 20 minutes, he's going to be able to talk to you. And previous generation was very easy. The biggest chachamim of the previous generation that knew so much more than this generation were always available. There was no shama standing and locking the door and you have to wait four hours online and give money to someone. You have to go in because maybe, and they're gonna rush you right away to speak a minute and push you out. There was all the time, you wanna come to the chazonish, you come inside the house and you talk to him. And if not, you talk by the window. Chazonish, you go to the window, I come, and he answer your questions. It was all the time available. There was not such distance between the authorities to the arm. Today is much harder. You need somebody that you will be able to tell you what's ikar, what tafel, what's to make a big deal out of, what's not to make a big, da- big deal. Dalid, Lo Yadu 
The problem is that when a person is not aware that he's nichshal, people that are aware, it's fine, they can correct one day. They know I'm not in the right direction. But they don't even know that they are failing. And this is what the Ramchal say, Arum ra'ah ra'ah v'nistar. A clever person saw that the problem is coming and he ran away from it. Uptaim avru v'neenashu. What's the difference between a live fish to dead fish? All the dead fish, they come with the waves towards the beach. Millions. How do you know which one live and use his head? He's not just following everything he sees. Whatever he sees, he runs after everyone. Oh, everyone is doing. Let me also run and do. The one that is alive is the one who can swim to different directions when it's necessary. Not just because everyone is running, that means it's the right thing to do. There's, I read a story from Rav Yashiv that Rav Yosel Rosenblatt, the big famous Chazan, came to Yerushalayim one time. It was a legend. One time I heard one of his chazan was like 10, 15 minutes. I felt my neshama is coming out of my body. Amash. And it's, it's like, I say to myself, wow, imagine davening in a shul like this. Nobody want to leave the shul. Just for the beauty. Amazing. You feel the kedusha in a voice besides the beauty of the music. You know, the Vilna Gaon say there are two gates in heaven. The gate that comes almost to the level of the gate of Torah is Sharei Zimra, Musika, the music. It comes almost to the same level of the Torah. This is a big thing here. It's not a joke. Through the Chochmat and Musika, you can learn so much about the Kadosh Baruch Hu and the creation. And how many people know that beautiful, that beauty, that brilliance in, a, in, a, in, a, in these things that we call music. In Bet HaMikdash, when the Levim used to play, people felt that the Neshama is coming out of their body. All the Middle Eastern famous music that you hear today, what instrument they use? All the instrument of the Levim they used to use in Bet HaMikdash. David HaMelech was playing music for Shaul. What instruments? Look at all these Arabic orchestras, whatever the instruments they use. This is the instruments that they used to have. Kinor and the Nevel and all these things that they used to have in Yetziat Mitzrayim and later on. So, Rav Yashiv was already getting ready to go to hear the Chazan. God rest, was ready to leave. As he walked already a few steps, he started to think. And he said, I know, I know, I'm, I have very strong desire to hear him. But to learn Torah is more important. Got his jacket off, went back to his tender, and he did not go. That's the difference between a living fish to a dead fish. Dead fish, <laughs> the Chazan is in town and I won't go to see him. I don't remember who was in the time of the Chafetz Chaim. And they say to, he said one time the Chafetz Chaim came to town. So he's asking him, did you go to see the Chafetz Chaim? He said, no. I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's also Rav Yashiv. He said, why the Chafetz Chaim was in town and he didn't go to see him? He said, I was already on my way. But then I realized it's going to make me be to Torah of two hours. With all due respect to Chafetz Chaim, I decided to go back to my learning. This is people who appreciate the, 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 the importance of every minute of Torah. So uh, one time Rav Steinman was in a plane. I heard that story from uh, Rav Levinstein. Rav Levinstein's cousin was in a plane and he told him the story. He said that they, when Rav Steinman went in a private jet of Rav Shimon Glick here and they went above the Niagara Falls. I guess from Canada to New York or the other way around. 
So Glick asked, asked the, the pilot, I want you to go low as fast as possible towards the Niagara Falls and very close to it. I want Rav Steinman to see the Niflaos Abriya, the greatness, it's not such a simple place, this Niagara Falls, to see such a massive amount of water. So he said, okay, so he went around, he made a circle, and once he went very close there, Rav Steinman was sitting on the other side. So he said, Kvod Arav, please come. So he got up, he made two steps, then he got up, he, he froze, and he turned around, and he went back to his seat, and he sat. So what happened, Rabbi? He said, I was thinking to myself, why did I come to see it? Did I come to see it because I'm really amazed from the Niflaot HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or just out of curiosity? And I came to the conclusion that it's all pure curiosity. Not really because I'm amazed from Niflaot Abriya. Curiosity, better not to see. Do you understand what, how deep is the thinking of every little moves they make, these people? That's why someone who learned all his life Torah and he knows the whole Torah by heart, the whole Shulchan Aruch by heart, if he wasn't Meshamesh Talmidei Chachamim in reality, he doesn't have experience of situation for 20, 30 years, every day coming in and out and see how the, the gadol was behaving in certain situation. Cannot be a gadol or a posek or more alacha to people. What is it like? Like two doctors. One just learned 20 years how to operate on the brain. 20, there's not one book that was ever published about this subject that he doesn't know by heart. Everything, tell you everything about the brain. But theoretically, only from the books, book smart. But never work one day in his life in the operation room. Never. And then we have a doctor, only six years learned medi medicine. That's it. And now he's working six months in a surgery room with some famous surgeon that do brain operations every day. And he's helping him, giving him the scissor, giving him the knife, seeing what he does, looking at the x-rays. He's there with him six months. God forbid if someone that is dear for us would need to go to the first one or to the second one. That's the two options that we have right now. 20 years he learned every book about, about brain and only six years, but worked six months stage in the surgery room. Who would you trust more? Who would you trust more to do the operation? Huh? With the training. Six years. Six years. Six years. Six years. Why six years? Very simple. Experience is very important. Just to be book smart and to know, it's not enough, not the same. Same thing in everything in life. Mechanic. You learn how to change brakes. You learn, you know everything. If I test you, you answer everything correct. You come and change the brakes, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow with the car. You better get the Spanish guy, two days he's working in a garage, he already changed three, four sets of brakes. He never learned in a book how to do it. He's gonna do a much better job. So what do we see? That's called gadol shimusha yoter milimuda. Not what some people think shimusha means to drive the rabbi, or to stand on, and make people stand online and tell them, okay, give me all what you want, or let me go to the rabbi. That's not what it's shimusha. That's better, fine. Shimusha means to see him in certain situation how he behaves, how he, what he does, what he doesn't do. The Ramchal continue, Shlomo HaMelech say, Ashrei Adam mefachet tamid. People today came to this conclusion, I don't know where they got it, but it's definitely against the Chafetz Chaim's opinion, that it's not good to fear. 
Only love, love, Rabbi. Don't, think, don't speak negative. Only bring the beauty. Don't, don't put people under pressure. From what I've learned all the years and every source I've ever seen, nobody agree with that. None of the books agree with that. Le'ava, le'ira, it always go together. One without the other is almost worthless. Only ava, only ira, it's just not working. Le'ava, le'ira. I don't have to, so much time, I will tell you what the Hafez Chaim made a whole convention, how to instruct the speakers, what to say, what not to say. I said it in one of my lectures and people were shocked. Where, where, it cannot be. Where the Hafez Chaim says such a thing? But that's not the topic right now. It says like this. Irat achet, a person that fear from making sins, is one of the best levels in Avodat Hashem. Translation, it says like this. This is one of the highest level in Avodat Hashem that a person always fear and always worry. Maybe there is some sin, something not pure in his hands that prevent him, delaying him back from reaching perfectness. Not just to keep the mitzvot, no. To reach shlemut, perfect, to reach the perfect level. I'll give you an example. There is a lachain shulchan aruch. That if a person has a very big impressive challah, very big. Let's say there is a hole in it. The mice made a hole or one of the kids cut a piece. And then he has a small roll it's stale, not fresh like this challah. This challah is from today. They baked it today freshly for the event. But somebody made a hole in it. It's not complete. And then you have a roll from, I don't know, from three days ago, almost hard like a rock. Eatable, but not fresh. And you need to do a mozi. What comes first? The little ones that is almost stale. Stale, no, stale, it's not kavod. But almost stale. It comes before the fresh big challah because it's not complete. Better to do complete, complete, small complete, than big incomplete. Mutav me'at bekavana me'arbeh shelo bekavana. We see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu care about shlemut, not only 80%, 60% all the time. Davening, 50-50. Already korbanot, he doesn't remember a word. 20 years he didn't say. Comes right away, Baruch Shamar, 9-15. Comes, Baruch Shamar. As Yashir Moshe, Baruchu, finished two minutes, is already with the Chazan. In the beginning, it was Anus. Then it becomes a habit. Ten years like this. Comes, put the tefillin, a minute before the Baruchu, he finished to put the tefillin shel Rosh, like a robot. I know someone who comes to Birchat, Birkat Kohanim. He arrived to Birkat Kohanim. He has no choice. He's the only Kohen in the Shul. If he wasn't Kohen, he would never daven. He only davens because he's a Kohen. Think about it. Why? What is the minimum I should do? More than that, I'm not interested. Let me just pass. That's how the kids in Israel say. 56, I passed the test. You don't put me, you don't throw me out of the class. He aims for 56, he gets 36. That's what normally happens. One or two things go wrong, and you don't even make the minimum. This is exactly what I'm talking about now. שיאמרו למה ניאגיא עצמנו? There are some fools who asking only the line, the most lenient opinion. Give me only the minimum that I have to do to pass 
the obligation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me, not extra. Lama neyagia et atzmenu, why I have to put too much pressure and efforts on myself? Bekol kach hasidut veprishut, that's for the Hasidim, for the high level people, not for me. I'm a simple person. The most important thing, I just don't want to go to Gehenom. The rest, I don't, don't, leave, don't, don't bother me so much. I don't want to be Rav Eliashiv or Rav Kanievsky. It's not for me. I'm an ordinary person, Rabbi. Let me just watch Shabbos. I'm not allowed this and this and that. Learning half an hour, an hour a day is enough. That's it. I don't want too much. We don't have an obligation to be in the best place in heaven. It's enough we make it there, that's all. I have one question to ask them, this kind of people. In a way, we all like this in certain, certain things, some more, some less. על נקלה לסבול בעולם הזה החולף לראות אחד מחבריהם מכובד ומנוסה ביותר מהם ומושל עליהם. How they react when someone who came to work in their office two months ago and they're there five years already and the boss promote him and he became your boss. Your friend didn't have a job. You wanted to help him, you bal chesed. So you got him a job in your office and then he's a talented person Two, three weeks later or two months later, the boss comes and says, okay, he's your supervisor now. If a person is not a complete anab and doesn't have good middles, every second of his work will be a torture. Drives him crazy. His salary didn't change. His missions at work did not change. Technically, nothing became bad by him. The fact that this guy, I'm five years here and he's two months here, he's already higher than me, he gets better salary than me, he's the boss here, I have to get permission from him to live or not to live, it kills me. So it says like this, it says when someone goes higher than you, or someone uneven if there, someone that was a homeless, you brought him in and the next thing he became more important than you. Lo roteach bekirbam, your blood would not boil to see such a thing? Vadai, for sure. Our eyes see. Jealousy and things, these things always exist. And everyone wants to reach the highest level in this temporary false world. But when it comes to life of eternity, no, I don't want to be, I'm not a rabbi, I'm not the Rambam, or do you want me to get to the Rambam's level? Just give me the minimum. But Chazal say that every tzaddik nichveh michupato shel chavero. It's an expression. Everyone is actually, his heart is burning when he sees that his friend that was learning with him in the same yeshiva, 20 years, one level above you, there is no words to describe already the different pleasure from one level to another. How much a person will eat his heart with a little bit, five more minutes a day efforts, I would get there and I'm not there. And that's forever. Over here it's 10, 15, 20 years, finish. The jealousy will expire one day. It's not forever. This is the words of the Ramchal. We all know it. You know how the Ramchal starts in the introduction. I'm not coming to say anything new. 
only things that we all know. And the same thing I say tonight. I didn't tell you anything that you probably didn't hear at least a hundred times before. But it's good sometimes to remember. And it says like this, Mishelo itchakem ba'olam hazeh, lo itchakem ba'kever. If you won't be wise, if you don't be sneaky against the Yetzir Hara, you won't be able to do it in the grave. Over there will be clear, but there's, you're going to be helpless. There's nothing to do. Ze she'amar ki en ma'aseh v'cheshbon v'dad v'chokhma b'ishol asher ata olech sham. There's no wisdom, no calculation, no intelligence, no choice, none of these things when a person goes to Sheol, lo alenu. The Gemara in Masechet Chagiga, page 5, the Gemara says like this, Umagid la'adam masecho, this is from the Navi Amos. Afilu sicha kala ben adam leishto bechadre chadarim, one little tiny conversation. What does it mean, sicha kala? Not that they talk about an important mitzvah that she's not doing or he's not doing. She's giving him musar or he gives her musar about her tzniyus. That's not a sicha kala. That's varim berumo shel olam. Sicha kala means, did you shut the lights downstairs in the kitchen? Didn't you? You say that you're going to shut it. No, I didn't. I forgot. Can you go? No, I'm tired. Can you go? Okay, I go. Finished. What, what, what do you need this in a trial? It's a waste of time, no? No. Everything in life is either a mitzvah or not. There's no in-between. You can sit and, do and go like this, mitzvah. You can sit and go like this, avera. Depending in comparison to what? The yachas, what were you doing, what you're not doing, what you're supposed to do, what is your job, you're on the job, you're off the job, how much you slept. There's so many things that connect. You walk in the street. Every step can be a mitzvah or an avera, depending where you walk to. You started the process already. If a person is complete Russia, and he say, you know what? I'm going now to make a big vidui and ask from the entire community to forgive me for what I did to them. And even though I'm going to get a big embarrassment, humiliation, I don't know, they put my honor all the way down on the floor, I'm still going to do it, and a car hit him and he died. He's a complete Baal Tshuva. He didn't do it, but he was on the way to do it. And that's it. He got on the train already. He started the process. Anus Rachmana Patri. Hashem knows he was on the way to do the right thing. Or Chas Shalom the other way around. You know the Mashal in Egmara, the Tzadik and the Rasha lives, one in the Aliyat Gag, one in a house. You know it or no? Yesh Adam Kone Olamo Berega Achad, Yesh Adam Meabed Olamo Berega Achad. As a Tzadik lives in the first floor, and the Rasha lives in the attic. And they have a ladder. And the tzaddik said, 20 years I live here, not once I visited my wicked neighbor. And the rasha said, 20 years I live here, I never visited my righteous neighbor downstairs. Let me go see what he does. So the rasha was on the way to maybe come learn something from the tzaddik. And the tzaddik finally surrendered to his yetzerara one time after 20 years. So he's on the way to the attic, maybe to see what show his neighbor watching on his television now. So both of them got on a ladder, but the ladder can hold only the weight of one person. So since they both got on a ladder, the ladder collapsed, they both died. The tzaddik lost his everything, me'abed olamo berega echad, and the other one, kone olamo berega echad. This is a mashal, of course, it's not in reality, but just to give us how in one second a person can turn everything around to good or to bad. So Ramchal continue. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu medakdek im ha-tzadikim kechut ha-seara. Very, very precise with every little things they do, the tzadikim. 
In that case, why it's good to be a tzaddik? If Hashem is very strict with the tzaddikim, maybe it's better to be 80%. Why should I be Avram Avinu? Why should I be David Amelech? Look what happened to them. Let me read to you a list of, of the things that Hashem did to them for little, for little sin. Avram Avinu, it comes in Navi Yeshaya, Mem Aleph, Avram or Avi, Hashem called him Avram or Avi, Lo Palat Minadim, he did not escape from the judgment, Mipnei Dvarim Kalim Shalot Dikdek Bahem. Little things. One, he said, Bama Edaki Rashena. אמר לו הקדוש ברוך הוא חייך ידעו אתה יודע כי גר יהיה זרעך בארץ לא להם. You'll see what happened to your descendants for this question that you ask me. Fine. And he made a covenant with Avimelech without permission from Hashem. This is the two tiny mistakes that Avram Avinu did. Look at the price that he paid. What Hashem told him, חייך שאני משעה בשמחת בניך שבעה דורות. I will delay the happiness of your children, seven generations. יעקב, רחל told him, הבה לי בנים. Why, I'm barren. Can't you do something? You're the biggest tzaddik, no? Do something. You help so many people. What does it mean, do something? Scream to Hashem for me. That's what she meant. What did he say to her? התחת אלוקים אנוכי. What, I'm God? What did Hashem say to Yaakov? אמר לו הקדוש ברוך הוא, כך עונים את המעוקות? This is what you answer, a person in מועקה, מועקה means he's depressed, down, broken heart. חייך שבניך עומדים לפני בנה. Your children from Leah will have to bow down to her children. They all stood in front of Yosef. לפי שנתן את דינה בתיבה, he hid Dina in a box. That Esav will not see here. That's one of the hardest things to answer. How Hashem expected him to give Dina to his wicked son Esav. But this is one of the answers. He meant well. It's not a sin. He didn't mean bad. He said, למס מראהו חסד, you prevented חסד from your brother. לא ביקשת לעשייה למהול, you did not let her marry a circumcised person. הרי היא נישאת לערל, she would end up being with a non-circumcised person. לא ביקשת לעשייה דרך היתר, you didn't give her with permission, in a legal way, to a circumcised person. הרי היא נישאת דרך איסור. She will have to end it up doing it not in a kosher way, right? So Yosef, he said to Sarah Mashkim, Ki im Remember, I'm here already 10 years. Get me out of here. Talk to Paro. What's the big deal? If you say a lawyer somewhere in a court, hey, they arrest me, I'm, I'm innocent. Can you call uh, my friend such and such, tell him to come take care of me? Well, what's the big deal? It's a shtadlus to save yourself from this filthy place. But in his level, It was already too much ishtadlus. For us, no problem, no punishment, for sure. For him, two more years in prison with the worst despicable Egyptians that there in a, a jail in Egypt in those days. I don't have to describe to you what was there. Kemaamaram, as Chazal say, you know, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him two more years to his punishment. David HaMelech, David HaMelech, he called the Torah Zmirot. 
Torah is a zmiro. What's the problem? What's the, what's the sin here? You call, the Torah says, Kitvu lachem et divrei ashira azot. Hashem called the Torah shira. So what's the problem? David HaMelech called it zmirot, zmirotecha. He called the Torah zmirotecha. Neena shenichshal bedvar Uza. Uza came. He wanted to carry Aron Hashem. And Aron Hashem is nose atzmo. You're not supposed to pick it up. So Hashem told him, you know, if Aaron nose, nosav, the ones who hold it, the Aaron picks them up, no gravity, they don't feel the weight. It's needless to say the Aaron can carry itself. And what happened? He died. And, and David Amelech, what happened to him? When David Amelech saw it, Vaichar af David ala peretz asher paratz Hashem beuza. Got angry at Hashem. Why? How such a tzaddik died because of such a thing? So that was already going a little bit off the, off the truck. Michal, David al the king David is happy, he's dancing in front of Aaron Hashem. Michal, the daughter of Shaul, what did she say? Don't fool yourself in front of the people, you're an important person. She never had kids until she died. Horrible reaction for little things, tiny things, tiny little things. Reactions like how to believe. Now a person hears this, he gets nervous. He says, oh, if I'll be a tzaddik, every little thing I do, that's the whole point. If you be a tzaddik, it will happen once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime that you can make one little mistake. Why Hashem is medakdekim a tzaddikim and he's so strict with them? What is it like? A person decided to work out. He wants to lose weight, his muscles are very soft. He said, listen, I gotta work on my shape. He comes to the gym first week, five pounds in each hand. They, they say, hey, listen, I don't feel anything. Give me 15, 20, what is this? Say, no, 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 we know what we're doing here. We're professional. Five pounds, no more, 10 minutes a session. Then rest, then come again, that's it. That's it for today. Slowly, slowly, we build the muscle. Two years later, you come to the gym, now it's 50 or 100 pounds each. Now you come to him and say, okay, let's go. Here, take five pounds. <laughs> do it for 20 minutes. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm already doing with 100 pounds. Why are you giving me five pound weights? It's a waste of time. It's like going like this with nothing. I don't feel anything. It doesn't affect my muscle anymore. If with muscles is like this, which is the body, it's needless to say that this concept works in everything in life. What does it mean? If a person is 20% sadic, Hashem gives him things in his level. He becomes 80%. What, you want the same test like uh, 20 years ago? So what do you want the sachar for? There's no reward. What do you want reward for? There's no test bichlal. Like you take a person that was born Shomer Shabbos. 20 years in his life, he's already Shomer Shabbos. He doesn't even think there is any other way of life. Why? Who deserves a bigger sachar? Somebody from the kibbutz that were working with his cows and making a lot of money. Now he has to shut everything down and he thinks, oh, wow, how much I lose. And now he's missing the days that he used to be Mechal and Shabbos. But he does it because it's the truth. And the one who grew up all his life like this, they deserve the same sachar. According to the effort, this is how they reward. Just before we finish, a few more little things. And we'll go to prepare for Shabbos. It says like this. What is the mercy of Hashem? Everybody asks. Hashem, Hashem, Rahman, Rahman, Rahmana, merciful. Where is this mercy? We review the Tanakh, it's very hard to find this mercy. 
Half of the Torah is full of punishments. Some of them are very, very strict punishments. Skila, srefa, chenek, hereg, karet, all kinds of things. So where is this mercy? The answer is, the, the Ramchal brings three, and I will add one more. Just for us, something to think about. The Ramchal says like this. Im tomar, im ken midat arachamim. There is midat arachamim. What is it for? Lemai yomedet. If Hashem cannot give up, He must judge every person for the most tiny sins that He made. Cannot let it go. There's no dismissal. 100% you're guilty for every tiny little things. If you did tshuva, you did tshuva. If you died without tshuva, chas v'shalom, every tiny things, even though there's nothing to compare. If you go to a secular uh, court today, and the judge see 10 counts against this criminal. Murder, uh, robbing a bank, shooting, putting a bomb, terrorism, and then you see stealing a loaf of bread from the deli. What happened to the secular judge? So he takes his pen, he, he said, don't waste my time with this. He said to the prosecutor, what are you joking? What are you giving me? You're putting this all in the same, <laughs> in the same plate. Get rid of this. He used someone's cell phone without permission. You're wasting my time on this. Erase this, this, this. Leave me with the four. Let's, go, let's focus on that. The truth is he doesn't even get to the judge. The prosecutor, he already said, let's not bother with this. Don't bother with this. Let's focus on what we can put him in for 20 years. That's it. But that's not how it works with Hashem. You can be guilty with many big things. The tiniest thing, you did not do my machronim, you're still guilty for it. <laughs> That's what people sometimes may not get. Well, also, there's another problem. Today, almost all the criminals go to jail. Almost all of them are not guilty according to the Torah. Almost all the murderers, all the worst people who sit in jail in Eretz Israel, if you had to judge them in Beidin, they all will go free. Why? Because the, how, they, how they catch them? They use Ed Medina. You know what it means, Ed Medina? There were three murderers. They went to murder someone. So they tell each one of them, the first one who will tell us what happened there, we'll make a deal with him. Please, we'll make a deal with you. Instead of sending you to 25 years in prison, you'll be two years. From them, we're going to take off what you were already arrested for three, four months. And it's not good tova, good behaving. In one year, you're out of jail. We change your identity, we send you to Zimbabwe, finish. We give you some money, they give them salary until they start. So this is a murderer that he has to testify about two other murderers. According to the Torah, you can let a murderer that participates in a crime be one of the witnesses. All of them are not guilty. The entire system is corrupted. And the judge is Mechal El Shabbos, so all his verdicts are all toilet paper. Have no meaning, according to the Torah. So technically, it's tovavo what's happening. Tovavo. The way they, they indict people, it's all against the Torah. Not to talk that the rules are chukes dom. Like in America, a person did uh, a murder 20 years in prison. A person did a fraud inside information. Someone told him for, for a few months to buy this kind of stock. Almost the same thing. 10 years in prison, 8 years in prison. What's... Are you, are you, someone told you what to buy and you made some money. Are you almost the same like the murderer who killed 10 people? What's going on here? The rules are very foolish. But let's see what the Ramchal has to say. 
It says like this. What, where is the mercy? Sheyutan zman lachoteh shelo ikached min haaretz miyad shechata. First indication of Hashem mercy that there's no immediate reaction. You can live 10, 20 more years after the sin and you're still okay. Hashem did not do anything. He has a lot of patience. That's mercy. Second, that the ability to make tshuva for something that has no way to correct. If a person murdered someone, he's dead. You cannot bring him back to life. You can still make tshuva and be completely not guilty. But nobody will give him back his life or to his children or to his widow and to his brother and everyone else. They will suffer for another 30, 40 years. You did not really correct reality. If you had to correct reality, it would be impossible. But Hashem counted like you did create reality, like it never happened. What can be a bigger mercy than this? Next thing, the Ramchal explained how is it possible to take it out, the sin, to take out the sin from the root. Take the root of the sin out. There's no souvenir, no, no, no record, nothing whatsoever. So the answer is, the Navi Shaya say, Visar Avoncha Vechatatcha Techupar. Sar Avoncha Vechatatcha Dechata Techupar. So this is what it means. When a person made a nether, and now he regret that he made a vow. He made a nether. What's the rule in Nedarim? You ask him, tell me, when you made a nether, if you knew that what happened today happened, would happen, would you make the nether? What is it like, like Rabbi Akiva and Kalba Savua? Kalba Savua said that his daughter Rachel, he put her on a bench, he will not inherit a penny from his money. Then after 24 years, he hears Tzadik Balair, 24,000 Talmidim. He runs to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, I wanna, uh, I wanna cancel my vow, my nether. So Rabbi Akiva, he didn't recognize him after 24 years. So he said to him, tell me, if you knew that your chazan, at that time that was a complete Amaharetz in age 40, one day would be a big chacham, big, uh, big rabbi, would you make that vow? He said, no, even if I knew he knows a little Torah, I would also, Accept him. The fact he did not, not know even how to read, to write, nothing. How my daughter marries someone who doesn't even know how to write and read, age 40. So he said, I'm your chatan, your nether is cancelled. And this is one of the six places in the Talmud that Rabbi Akiva became very wealthy man. He gave him, he inherited his father-in-law. So Rabbi Akiva, the question that Rabbi Akiva asked him, if you wouldn't have known that your Chatan, your, your son-in-law would be, you would make it? No, of course not. It was like mekach ta'ut. It was the, the wrong decision based on wrong information. Same thing over here. When a person now makes tshuva and he regrets what he used to do and he adds all the suffering and the pain and the shame and all of that, it's like taking a, like, like cancelling a nether. This is what it means, And the pleasure that he had in the time of the sin is now replaced with agony and pain. And the pain balances the pleasure from the sin until it gets to zero or, or above, which means you're in a negative 50. 
because you were enjoying the scene 10 years ago. And now when you make tshuva, you're suffering and ashamed so much from the scene. So this pain that you have, slowly, slowly erasing. This is the, the secret of the whole thing of tshuva. Even though in reality, you're really not changing anything. In reality, most of the time, you cannot change reality. But this is what the Ramchal say. Hashem enovatran al It's not giving up on the chet, no. Ela savlanut liftoach lo petach tikun. He has patience until you're going to make the right decision. The same idea of Brahmezakeav, that he gave uh, the ability to the children to do things from their parents that is already chas v'shalom in Geenom, and the Kaddish, and the Mishnayas, and the Yorzeit, all these things is helping someone that is basically already convicted. So that's already, already uh, a big mercy. We finished chapter four. I wanted to do chapter uh, five today, which is Mafsidei Azeirut. What does it cause you when you're not careful, but time ran out on us? Ezrat Hashem, if you know, I'm going to continue, I'm going to do it in different places. If you want to follow the series, we already did, I think this is the fifth lecture in a series. I did the introduction, and then Perek Aleph, Bet, Gimel, today we finish Perek Dalet. And Perek Dalet was Zeirut. Perek Hey is the damages of people that are not careful. And what's uh, the next chapter? Chapter six is Zrizut. Who can tell me what's the difference between Zehirut and Zrizut? Sounds similar. What's the difference? What's the difference between Zrizut and Zehirut? The explanation of the word Zehirut means being careful. You're careful, you pay attention not to make mistakes. Zrizut means you jump to do. You're not wasting time. You're not holding yourself back. Zeirut goes for mitzvot lo ta'aseh. This is the secret. And zrizut, zrizim akdimim la mitzvot, is mitzvot aseh. The entire chapter that we spoke about, and plus chapter five, which is the outcome, what the results of being not careful, chapter three, uh, four and five, is speaking about a person that is not careful in what he does, therefore he makes a lot of sins. What does the Torah say? Sur mera tov. Sur mera tov. I just want to finish with telling you a nice story. I've been telling this story, this is already the third time in the last week, but I know that a kosher Jew would enjoy to hear this story. Uh, maybe I'm gonna shut the camera because it's already in one of my lectures. I don't want to repeat it constantly. But 